This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder, mostly adjusted to the um, considerable jet lag of my uh, journey back from Singapore. But what I want to talk about today is choosing flights to and from Southeast Asia, specifically Singapore, Kuala Lumpur and Bangkok, because they are all pretty much in the same location. And so what I'm going to propose about flights to and from those destinations between the UK and there is, I think, reasonably applicable to all three. Now, the non-stop flight that I took from London Heathrow to Singapore was a real pain. It cost me a fortune, 750 quid, um, which was uh, a lot more than I wanted to pay. That's for the one-way bit. I'll tell you about the inbound later. Now, it departed 80 minutes late. It got later as it went on, and so we were an hour and a half late. And that was pretty disagreeable because I'd chosen it as a really nice end of the week 6:40 p.m flight out of Heathrow um you get on board you have a drink you have a meal and then you're in a good position to rest and go into your kind of normal sleep routine um and then hopefully get a fair amount of sleep and get to Singapore sort of well by four o'clock the following afternoon that didn't happen it was half past five and it was really quite late by the time everybody got on board. They said it was um, plane was late back out of maintenance. It was also one that you had to board with a bus. And so from all points of view, it was a disagreeable experience and a very long one as well, about uh, 13 hours to cover that distance. And that, of course, is because there are no... Uh, direct uh, flights anymore because the absolute main track would go over Eastern Europe, over Belarus, over Russia, um, Kazakhstan and get you there in certainly 12 hours. That would be the uh, suitable, the, the, the general sort of timing. Coming back, I, for reasons of cash more than anything else because everything was expensive but um, I booked a Qatar Airways flight stopping in Doha and that I think is preferable it saved a couple of hundred quid so that was definitely preferable but in terms of the actual journey and how you feel I think it was the way to do it flights from Singapore and this also applies from Bangkok and from Kuala Lumpur as well, are taking up to sort of 14 hours to get to the UK. And they all follow, because of the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine, 
a, a very suboptimal route and what they all tend to do and I've tracked loads of them is they will fly across the Bay of Bengal very often gets a bit bumpy um, cross India generally kind of fly overhead somewhere like uh, Mumbai then over the Arabian Sea um, they will <laughs> a vast number of them appear to overfly Dubai, um, they'll fly along the Gulf, they won't go to Iran, they'll fly over Iraq and just miss um, Syria and then over northern Turkey, clipping the corner of the uh, Black Sea, over Romania and then Central Europe and finally um, going the, the usual old run, taking them over Western Germany, over Belgium, and they uh, come in from down the Thames estuary and hopefully don't fly around in circles. So the, the crucial point, though, is that middle bit over the Gulf, because you are not going to be adding very much time to it by putting in a stop. Um, I reckon I spent probably an hour longer on planes as a result of breaking the journey than I would have done on the non-stop British Airways flight. And I think I also had a uh, a, a better experience. I had a oh, seven-hour connection in Doha. I very, very much wanted to get out and go into town and I was prepared even to buy a World Cup ticket for some spurious game that I wasn't ever going to go and see in order to get permission that was not allowed but yeah, you can do in a big airport you can do a fair amount of walking around get a bite to eat very good Starbucks by the way in Doha that's the place um, for internet connection the overall standard of Wi-Fi is terrible but Starbucks has the best and it also has pretty decent uh, uh, coffee as well and a nice view of the apron and watching the planes coming and going so it worked in that i had something like a seven eight hour flight followed by a seven hour flight and that broke things up nicely the second flight was during the day and that felt i got a couple of hours of sleep on it but it felt just kind of more normal and it doesn't really matter where you change planes i would urge you in normal times when you can get out to um, visit um, dubai or doha to do that um and it's really quite straightforward normally there's a metro from uh, doha airport into the city center takes a few minutes costs next to nothing the other place of course to change planes is emirates which has by far the widest choice it also means if you don't want to go to heathrow you've got a choice of Stansted. Gatwick um, not yet Bristol but Birmingham Manchester Newcastle Glasgow all of those um, and you can you can stop off in Dubai for a few hours or longer than that and besides making you feel a bit more human besides giving you a break on along the way uh it's also better for the environment would you believe because very long haul flights and singapore is is certainly in terms of hours the longest one in the british airways uh, timetable at the moment um there's an awful lot of fuel being burnt to carry fuel for later in the journey if you cut down your flights to kind of seven or eight hours each then even though you've got the extra fuel burn of taking off um, a, a, an extra time, it still overall has less of a damaging effect. 
really interested to hear what you have to say do tweet um, at Simon Calder and tell me what you uh, think but the way forward most definitely is to stop along the way and that is what I will be doing next time I am lucky enough to uh, return to Southeast Asia unless Putin's vile invasion of Ukraine is over and planes are going across going the quick way again we shall see Anyway, thanks very much indeed for listening. I shall talk to you again tomorrow. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.